Welcome to the Green Valley Church Podcast, based in San Diego, where we are focused by scripture, unheard in relationships, we serve through strengths, and enthusiastically invite. We're so excited you found us. If you want to learn more about us, go to greenvalleychurch.com. Now let's get into today's message. Good morning. Great to see you this today. Nice to have you here. Uh, we are uh, we're, we're continuing this series, stuff Jesus never said, and it's been kind of a uh, it's been a, a great ride for us already. I've enjoyed the conversations that's led to, and uh, some of the ways it stimulated our thinking. So I'm glad you're here for it, uh, and welcome uh, this beautiful day in San Diego. The the winter is over, and it's spring again now. So it's perfect until this weekend, I guess next weekend, but. Well, we're looking at these, these sayings, these expressions that people use all the time, and we're asking ourselves, is that something that Jesus ever actually addressed? There, there seems to be a go-to expression that people use where, whenever you or I go through a tough situation. When other people hear it, hear about it, they say to us in a comforting, but, but maybe a little bit of a dismissive tone, God won't give you more than you can handle. And I suppose that there's a degree of comfort in that, focusing on the fact that God has a plan, that there is a purpose in the problem. But I remember experiencing something that really, really made me rethink that. Our oldest son was, was only about seven at the time, and he had a really bad case of croup. In fact, it got so bad one night that he was really struggling even to be able to breathe. I had to call 911. Everything turned out fine, but it was a brutal ride for me in the ambulance with my son. And I remember back then thinking about that trite statement, God won't give you more than you can handle. And I thought, you know, that, that just doesn't make sense because I can't handle stuff like this. And if this is somehow an indicator of how strong I am spiritually, I don't want to be this strong. Why would I want to get stronger spiritually if it means more suffering? This morning we, we covered the, the third episode in our series, Stuff Jesus Never Said. And over the, these few months, we, we're diving into these common expressions, pieces of advice that we hear and often assume that Jesus said them. Advice that we hear in every corner of our culture and even championed by well-meaning believers. Expressions that sound good, they kind of ring true. But actually, they can be quite misleading, sometimes even dangerous. Today, we're asking ourselves the question, did Jesus really teach God won't give you more than you can handle? Is that something he really said? I mean, we hear it all the time, and people quote it as if it's a direct quote from the Bible. And I don't doubt that it is well-meaning. We sort of say it like a pep talk. You can handle this. You're strong enough. I'm sure everything's going to be okay. You got this. But it can be harmful. Imagine telling a young mother with two young children after suddenly losing her husband with with no money and a part-time job, don't worry, God won't give you more than you can handle. Imagine telling the person paralyzed uh, after being hit by a drunk driver, God let this happen because he knows you can handle it. It seems, the message that, it seems to send the message that if you get strong emotionally and spiritually, you sort of have, have a target on your back. You're opening yourself up to more tragedy. 
So did Jesus really teach, God won't give you more than you can handle? Now, I imagine someone is, is thinking right now, oh, come on, don't, don't say that. Don't tell me that's not in the Bible, that Jesus never said it. It gives me so much comfort to think that I won't face stuff I can't handle. And I know, and I get it. But don't lose heart. Because when we see what Jesus actually did say, it is way more comforting and more meaningful. Open with me, if you will, to John chapter 16, verse 12. John 16, 12. As uh, we look at what Jesus actually said about this topic. John 16, 12. It is an episode right before uh, his crucifixion, the evening before. He's gathered with the disciples as you find it. In John 16, let's look a little more closely at what this popular advice says that we're, we're comparing what Jesus said to. The popular advice. First of all, let's unpack that expression, God won't give you more than you can handle. When we look at it more closely, it is built on the premise that God knows what you can bear. God knows what you can bear, and there's nothing wrong with that. We would all agree with that part. If God knows everything, he certainly knows our load limit. He certainly knows our bandwidth. He knows better than we do what we can bear. The premise then of this popular advice is that God knows what we can bear. Next, God gauges your strength. And this is where it gets a little wonky. The idea is that God uses this information about what we can bear as a way to determine what will come into our lives. It's not just that he knows your capacity. He is using that as sort of a threshold for what will come your way. It becomes sort of this important measurement in your life. How much can you handle? I've heard it said, God gives the toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. And that's sort of the idea you get from this expression. Your pain threshold becomes an important data point for God. God gauges your strength, which leads to the next premise of this common advice. God sends you trials and temptations accordingly. The emphasis here is then on God as the giver of suffering in our lives. God won't give you more than you can handle implies that God is the one giving us the trouble that we face. Is God the giver of trouble in our lives? Is he really measuring how strong we are and then metering trials accordingly? Or put it this way, if someone has a relatively easy life, does that mean that they, they can't handle very much? But if they have a really tough life, if they're really brave and strong, it means that they're able to handle a lot. In this way of thinking, suffering is sort of a spiritual report card. The more trouble you have, the more spiritual you are. Is the family with the kid with cancer stronger than the family whose kid never seems to catch cold? Did, does God divvy out life circumstances in accordance with what we can bear? I don't know. Have you noticed this? We only use this expression about the negative kinds of stuff that we would, we would encounter in life, negative life experiences. We don't apply it to the positives in our life. We never say, God won't give you more money than you can handle. God won't give you more fame than you can handle. Because we know there are plenty of people with more money than they can handle. And plenty of people with more fame than they can handle. 
No, this expression seems limited to our pain points. According to this expression, God sends you trials and temptations according to your ability to bear it. So, where does that lead us? Where does this line of reasoning take us? The advice seems to leave us with this message, when you face troubles, buck up, it's up to you to handle them. According to this expression, God never, God is the giver of the hard things we face, and we are the ones left to handle it. He gives, we have to handle it. God measures what we can bear, and we handle what he gives us. We have to handle it because he knows we can. The emphasis is on us and our ability to handle things, which doesn't fit with reality. As Lisa Turkist puts it, she explains, If we keep walking around thinking God won't give us more than we can handle, we set ourselves up to be suspicious of God. We know we're facing things that are too much for us. Nevertheless, this is the advice we hear hear all around us. So you better buck up. So where does this concept come from? And why do people say that it comes from the Bible? Well, likely it comes from something the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, where he wrote, I'll put it on the screen, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can, in, so that you can endure it. Now, I suppose on the surface, you can quickly skim this passage and get that meaning. But a deeper look reveals that that is not Paul's point at all. And if if we were doing a series that was entitled Stuff Paul Never Said, I would point out that these temptations that Paul is talking about here are not given to us by God. It does not say that they come from him. It simply says they overtake you. And later in the Bible, James 1.13, it says that temptation is not from God. So it doesn't say that these temptations come from God. Nor does it say that God tailors these temptations according to each person's capacity. Some more, some less, according to what they can handle. Instead, it says they are the same for everyone, for all humanity, common to mankind, not something that is uniquely portioned according to our spiritual aptitude. And again, I'm not talking about what Paul didn't say, But if I was, I would point out that the reason we can handle it, the reason that we can stand, is because of what he provides, not our personal stamina. Anyway, I'm not talking about Paul anymore, but just this. If Paul really believed that God doesn't give us more than we could handle, why did he write we do elsewhere, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. He goes on, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Paul clearly understood that he faced things that he couldn't handle on his own. And so he needed to rely on God. So how about we, we look at what Jesus actually said? By now you found John 16, verse 12. 
It is the night before the crucifixion. The disciples are gathered in the upper room. Jesus is explaining to them what is about to happen in the hours ahead. And after going out for quite some time, Jesus pauses. He looks around the room and he says this. He says, I have much more to say to you. Verse 12, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. Jesus has been telling them about his departure. But now the disciples have reached their capacity. Jesus discerns that that for him to continue would be unbearable. So he says, I have much more to say to you, but it's, it's more than you can now bear. So when it comes to the expression at hand, here's the first thing that that Jesus said. Jesus said that God knows what you can bear. Well, that's exactly what the other one says. Hang on for a second. Again, Jesus discerned that he was, that that if he were to go on about the details of his arrest, his trial, his crucifixion and death, the disciples couldn't bear it. They, They couldn't handle it. Not right now. And of course, the same was true about them actually witnessing those very events. If they couldn't handle the words, they certainly couldn't handle the experience. Indeed, in the next few days, that would bear itself out. They they couldn't handle it. They, They feared, they fled, they hid. One of them betrayed him. Another one denied even knowing him and went back to fishing. The record reveals that they couldn't handle the events around Jesus' arrest and crucifixion. And Jesus knew this. He told them that they could not bear it. And not to be too hard on them, we couldn't either. So Jesus reinforced with his words that God knows what we can bear. So, so far, Jesus is in agreement with the popular advice, at least on this first point. If you compare the charts on the outline, the first two points are the same. God knows what you can bear. But here's where he parts company. Notice what Jesus says next in verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Surprisingly, Jesus does not say, you know, like Jack Nicholson did, you can't handle the truth. Jesus does not say, I know you can't handle all the truth, so I won't give you anymore. Surprisingly, Jesus' solution was not to stop at what they with what they could handle. Jesus' solution was to equip them with the Holy Spirit so that they wouldn't have to handle it on their own. Again, verse 13, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will will allow you to, to take in what you can't bear now. And that's exactly what happened. The arrival of the Holy Spirit in power just a few weeks later equipped them to face so much more. In many cases, things that they could never handle on their own. So here's the point. Instead of God gauging your strength, God gives you His strength. God gives you His strength. He empowers you for what is beyond you. God will give you his strength for whatever you face. Instead of exempting you from life experiences because you can't handle it, he equips you for whatever comes your way. Which is good news because for all of us, eventually we will face things that we cannot manage. 
the things we cannot manage any more than the disciples could manage on their own when Jesus told them to feed the crowds with, you know, the massive crowds with five loaves and a couple pieces of fish. The key is to rely on God, His strength, His spirit. As Paul said earlier, when we mentioned to rely on God who raises the dead. And God equips us, He fills us, He empowers us, He enables us to do what we couldn't do on our own. I had the opportunity to go sailing recently. And when you first get going, you motor out of the harbor. The boat is relying on its own power to proceed. But then comes that moment when you cut the engine. Suddenly the boat has no power on its own. And if the wind is up, it is exhilarating. In the same way, we were meant to go on our own power. We were not designed to operate on our own strength. That will only get us so far. We were meant to rely on the wind of the Spirit who fills our sails and carries us along. The key is to rely on God and His power and His strength. And quite frankly, for the little things as well as the big things, when, when all you need is light wind and when you need as much power as the situation demands. God is, instead of gauging your strength and sending things accordingly, God is giving you His strength for whatever you face. In the following verses, Jesus goes on to clarify as much as He can, as much as they can handle, how, how they will weep and mourn, but how it will lead to joy, how He came from God the Father and is returning to God the Father. But now for the last two points, I want us to skip down a little further down to verse 33. Verse 33, Jesus kind of wraps it up this way. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Let's pause there. Jesus reveals his purpose in telling his disciples this. The reason that he said what he did is because that they could, in order for them to have peace. But is that peace because God won't give them more than they can handle? No, Jesus has made that clear. Instead, he amplifies it in the middle of verse 33. In this world, you will have trouble. And that is key. In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus makes it clear that it is the world we live in that is the chief source of our trouble. So much of the suffering that we face is simply a byproduct of living in the broken world. Disease, natural calamity, sinful structures... Yes, each of us contribute to our own suffering because of our own sin sinfulness. That's a given. But also, so much of the suffering comes from simply being in the wake of a fractured world or even because of the sinfulness of others. So Jesus taught, instead of seeing God as the one who sends you trials and temptations according to what you can handle, instead, Jesus taught this world sends you trials and temptations arbitrarily. As he said, in this world, you will have trouble. Here's how we should say it as believers. So many of the trials that we face are allowed by God because we live in a broken world, not because God sent them, designed them for us. 
Suffering is the result of the sin of our world, not a report card on how you are doing spiritually. Trouble can often come from the sinful choices of others around us, not an indicator of how much you can handle. Why? Because according to Jesus, this world sends you trials and temptations arbitrarily. And it's so important that we get that. It will spare us from so much misunderstanding, so much confusion, and absolutely sometimes it will spare us from really turning our back on God because we can't understand why He sent something our way. But there is one more thing. Look at the end of verse 33. Jesus wraps it up this way. He says, But take heart, I have overcome the world. This world can bring suffering, but Jesus didn't end there. This world can bring suffering in a way that we cannot handle it, but Jesus can, and he did. So take heart. When it comes to difficulties, instead of getting the message, it's up to you to handle them, God invites you to hand them over. God will never give you more than he can handle. So instead of handling it, try handing it. Hand it to God and accept the Spirit's strength to walk the journey before you, whatever it brings. Instead of handling it, try handing it. Here's what we can know. And it's way better than the cliches of our culture. Whenever we feel overwhelmed or like stuff is more than we can bear, turn to the burden bearer. Turn to the one who said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Embrace my power. Accept my help. And you will find power beyond your capacity and peace beyond this world.